Love is amazing, but it's also bullshit, and it might also get you murdered. Welcome everybody to Love is Amazing, but it's also bullshit, and it can get you murdered. Uh-huh. Uh, the um, podcast that reminds you that everything you ever wanted could end up in a huge dumpster fire. So, uh, with me as always is Nick, Control Freak Luna. Hey, hey, hey. And we have a very special guest today, Jeremy. Don't mention my podcast in my stand-up intro, Hammond. Hey! (laughs) (laughs) And I would like to point out the uh, podcast that we can't talk about. We've had all three of you now. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, no, we can talk about it. Okay. No, no, okay. no, I just remember, remember, uh, and, and, and you're like, you're like, uh, before the um, What's in the Box comedy show, you're like, just don't mention my stand-up, and it's like the first thing I did. <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 or my or podcast. Say, yeah, yeah, say, yeah. Before bringing me up on stage, you asked me, what would you like me to say about you? And I said, say anything except he has an anime podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then immediately you went up on stage and you said, he has an anime podcast, his name is Jeremy Hamm. <laughs> <laughs> about you (laughs) uh but what is that podcast uh so i have a podcast it's called ballin out super and uh it is me and katie rose leon and alex patak and every week we watch the new dragon ball series dragon ball super uh you know we analyze and recap and uh somehow make everything about leftist politics (laughs) (laughs) uh don't ask me how i still don't get how it works but it does yeah yeah no it's a it's a very awesome podcast uh I love being on it. Yeah, you've been on it. Katie and I also have another podcast called Pod Minutes to Cast Night, where we and the cast of Two Minutes to Late Night uh, listen to very bad metal albums and try to figure out what went wrong. (laughs) (laughs) What went wrong was their bad metal album. (laughs) All right, cool, man. Um, As always, I'd like to mention my unofficial, our unofficial sponsor, Beautyland. Did you just murder someone and you need a wig to cover up your identity? Come to Jersey City, where you could find this place and <laughs> get know, get get you a nice wig. Get you a nice wig, or, or yes. even if you want to get a little weavy, you yeah, can do that right? too. Is uh, is Beautyland who who supplied uh, Punky's wig in this? We think so. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yes, it's a top notch wig. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna jump right into it. The uh, case today comes from Wichita, Kansas. Wait, what was our source though? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, So, you know, last episode was Dateline, which is a very well-done documentary. So we decided to uh, dumb it down this week, and we went back to uh, one of our favorite shows. Back to our roots. Yes. Fatal Vows. Boom. Yeah, which, uh, you know, the tagline is, what is it? Love may be blind and marriage bliss, but divorce is murder. Which is the complete fucking opposite. (laughs) Because if these people got divorced, they wouldn't have been murdered. Yeah, so maybe it should be marriage is bliss, murder is divorce. Maybe, yeah. (laughs) That's a solid divorce right there. Good at it. Or or maybe it should just be like uh, marriage is the extent or the, you know... Why everybody's getting murdered, don't get mur- <laughs> married. You know, something like that. Well. Well, whatever. Right. <laughs> it could be called uh, True Crime Documentaries Are Amazing, but they're also bullshit and they. <laughs> <laughs> I like that one. Okay, so the case uh, starts off in Wichita, Kansas. Which really quickly, I got I got to say, Wichita, Kansas is about uh, I think the Florida of the Midwest. Personally, sure. yeah, uh, we had in cold blood murders, BTK, the infamous serial killer, and the Wichita massacres, which was a early case in the two thousands, where basically these two people, it was a home invasion, and there was like four or five people living there, and they made them do a whole bunch of terrible shit, and then they killed them all. Except for one lady. Now, uh, BTK, that stands for bacon, tomato, and ketchup? Exactly, yes. 
He loved those sandwiches. He loved them. <laughs> that was his calling card. He would murder somebody and then leave the sandwich next to yeah. them. <laughs> or, yeah. I would, I would go in, I would make him lunch, and I would say, hey, this is what's going to happen. Um, after you enjoy this delicious sandwich I just made, I'm going to murder you. And they're like, this sandwich is weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you pick tomato and ketchup. You don't really need both. Yeah, what the fuck happened to mayonnaise? Are you, are you a psycho? And he's like, yeah, I am. <laughs> okay, so... We're going to start off with uh, a guy named Franklin Wayne Herod Jr., a.k.a. Punky. Punky. Punky, yes. He was born in on March 31st, 1973. He would have been 45 years old right now. Mm-hmm. He was about, he was a big guy, 6'3", 230 to 250 pounds. He was kind of like a fighter, but he was also kind of like a big old teddy bear. He was big, intimidating looking, but he was a big old teddy bear. Some would say a teddy bear. Some yeah. would, yeah. Yeah. They did. <laughs> that the documentary, they, they said it a lot. Yeah. So uh, so they definitely have a, a kind of like a, a person they're trying to uh, create, like a, like a character they're trying to create on, <clears throat> on Yeah, I on mean, the they, have, they have a bit of a bias. Against yeah. the other characters. Yeah. See, this is this is interesting because I think that we we differ in this view, which is that I was watching this and the whole first half I was like, oh, they're setting us up so that he is the teddy bear who becomes the the monster. Bear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the, he's the teddy bear who you thought was cuddly, but then he mauls you silently. And yeah. Wounds. Yeah. They they yeah. pull a whole grizzly man on you with the uh, with the women in his life. They keep bringing up like how they felt trapped and they felt like he was unstable and he could flip at any moment. Right. They bring that up a lot. It's as though they're trying to then later on down the line make us be like, well, maybe she should have murdered this guy. <laughs> yeah, but did you see him mop the floors early in the episode? Yeah, yeah, yeah he was like dancing with the mop. It, 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 it was almost like a, a scene from, a, what's that Tom Cruise Risky movie? Business. Yeah, Risky Business, yeah. yeah. Where he's, he's just mopping a, a floor in his underwear and... You know, grooving out the 80s songs. Well, anyway. <laughs> you know, holding his partner captive. All sorts of Tom Cruise parallels. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, uh, this guy, um, uh, Franklin... Punky. Punky. Yeah. Um, basically, like, he meets, when he's in his teens, some sometime around 17 or 18, he meets this girl named... Kelly Osborne. Now, mind you, this is before the Osbournes came out, so nobody knew who Kelly Osborne was yet. Yeah, true. And he's like, but like your dad is like some sort of rock star, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so interesting that you're English and you're living in Kansas. What yeah, the Wichita, fuck's going Kansas. on with that? Why yeah. did Ozzy Osbourne buy so much property out yeah. here? <laughs> so anyway, uh, one of the things uh, Punky really liked to do was he liked to hang out at the racetrack. It's called 81 Racetrack with his friend Gilbert. Uh, Through Gilbert, he meets Kelly Osborne. Whom apparently is very experienced for only being 15 years old. Or as they said. (laughs) Yeah. Which which brings me to the other point. She's 15 years old. Yeah, but he was like 17. I wasn't saying anything. Whatever. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, Gilbert's father, Frank, uh, said that the reason why uh, Punky liked this girl is because she looked like Debbie Moore. He thought she looked like Danny Moore. And that's what his attraction was to her. Demi Moore. So, and this is probably like right after like Striptease came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I was wondering why Demi Moore would be his <laughs> cultural touch point for somebody. Yeah, yeah. Just go to show you uh, whoever the casting director was for Fatal Vows is just really doing a shit job. <laughs> they didn't lo- get Demi. She looks nothing like Demi Moore. Yeah. Well, she has like dark hair. All right, whatever, man. All right, man. <laughs> They're growing up in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, both Punky and Kelly, they're not having, like... I don't know. It seems like Punky had, like, a pretty good home life. Kelly, not really, though. Both parents were divorced, and uh, they both got remarried, which... Now is that, not that uncommon. Now that I say not that... Not at all uncommon. Now that I say that out loud, that's not really a... If there was more abuse in her background, Fatal Vows did not go over it. So. Although, I did just read this morning, actually, that uh, children living in a home with one parent and one unrelated partner, mm-hmm. like, for example, like a dad with a stepmother or a mother with a stepfather, the uh, likelihood of physical abuse goes up 77%. Huh. 77? Yeah. 
No shit. Is that wow, that's crazy? huge. That it's is huge. crazy. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe she was abused in both households. I mean, that's that's how I grew up. Grew up, uh, and uh, my dad's uh, wife was a real cunt. But um, <laughs> keep but, it in. But I never, but I never hit anybody. So I guess I'm the exception to the seventy-seven percent. Kelly and uh, Punky hit it off. Kelly's actually dun 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 dating Gilbert, but Ooh. Kelly drops Gilbert for Punky. Oh, because Punky has a car and Gilbert does not. Yes. <laughs> okay, and that makes Gilbert, sense. And uh, then Gilbert, a forlorn Gilbert trying to win Kelly's love back, writes a note that says, Dear Kelly, <laughs> Dear and Kelly. nothing else. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Before Punky comes up and, like, what is he, like, just punch him in the face? <laughs> no, 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 no. At first, well, what happens is, like, so uh, Kelly drops Gilbert, but Punky and Gilbert, they still remain friends. But in the reenactment... He writes, Dear Kelly, and then Punky takes it, looks at it, and then he's like, it's okay, bro. They hug it out. <laughs> they just hug it out, man. And, and now, that's it. I need the folks at home to know, if you're not going to watch this, you won't, you'll won't. you you'll miss out on this little moment. <laughs> because when he's writing the letter that says, Dear Kelly, and nothing else, it's on, like, lined paper, right? Like, you would write a letter, but it's in Sharpie, and the words... <laughs> are gigantic. <laughs> it's just like he could fit maybe five lines of text at this current font size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, Dear Kelly, and then Punky takes it and he's like, What were you going to say? And he was like, oh, I just wanted to ask her like how her weekend was. And it's like, <laughs> All right, cool. We could still be friends then. I was uh, thinking it was like, Dear Kelly, where do babies come from? <laughs> I like cats. Yeah, yeah. Where do babies come from? I do not know. Can you show me? Can, can there be some type of demonstration? Basically, what happened is uh, uh, Punky starts dating Kelly. They date for like two years. Then they get married. And it's never quite clear if whether or not they finished high school or they just like were like, all right, let's just get married. Marriage I, is the new college. I, I think something along the lines of there's probably a, a, a like a compromise there. Like they didn't finish high school, but they have like GEDs or something like that. Well, yeah, and like so they get married. Punky becomes a janitor. Yes, he becomes a janitor. You know, but but Punky really loved Kelly. You know, and and like the family kind of supported this. Punky's dad never wore suits, but wore suits. Or suit to uh, the wedding. To the wedding, which was like a small ceremony in yeah. Texas to be closer to uh, Kelly's family. Kansas. No, it was in Texas where the wedding was. It was? Yeah, it was. Okay. What, what do you think uh, Punky's dad usually wears? A bolo tie. <laughs> uh, may, maybe, maybe like overalls, I think, with like no shirt. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. All right, you went there. Yeah, See, yeah. I, was uh, I was picturing a wife beater with uh, blue plaid shorts. And like a big mustache. And like those stain. Adidas yeah. uh, uh, flip flops. Yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. No, he, I, I could see that. Yep. I love the dad, by the way. He's like my favorite character rules, the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like Punky's dad is like hanging out in cornfields with just like overall, like hearing voices and he's building, you know baseball fields and all types of stuff that's what i feel like he's doing <laughs> i mean what else would you do when you retire yeah every and live in wichita yeah right which yeah. is the air capital of the world wichita kansas the air capital of the world like uh boeing has offices there and cessna oh. and all that like all these Airplane manufacturers have like their like yeah. factories there. Yeah. When you said the air capital of the world, that's what they said. It just has a lot of air. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what does that mean? <laughs> that yeah, no, I I had to do a double take when yeah. <laughs> I was doing research for this, and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Every time, like I we do one of these stories in the Midwest, I always feel like uh, they have dead baseball players like squatting in their cornfields and shit like that, and <laughs> you know, and then they have a catch with their dead dad and everything's fine afterwards but <laughs> never ends up like that so um punk punky and kelly are in this town now called andover punky's cousin george moves in with kelly and punky mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and george says that punky's friend gilbert keeps on coming over and gilbert's like oh i came over to see george but he didn't come over to see george he came over to see kelly like george is like yeah he would say that he came over to see me but we would like barely talk yeah and yeah. he was just trying to make time with kelly yeah J george on the tv show is like i don't even fucking know gilbert you know? <laughs> <laughs>
and and the producers are like, yeah, yeah, talk about that. <laughs> uh, seven months into the marriage, and Kelly is pregnant, and they decide to celebrate at McDonald's. Like due to their living situation, McDonald's sounds like a good party in general. Well, what you guys don't know is that the fanciest McDonald's is actually in Andover, Kansas. You know, I had a McDonald's birthday party when I was four, and it was rad. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, this, this takes place in, in uh, 1996, 1997, and back then, uh, McDonald's breakfast, uh, you had to get there before, what was it, 10 a.m.? was Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think it was 10. I think yeah, it was, it was like an 10. outrageously early time. Yeah, yeah. And like, so back then, it was kind of a special thing to get McDonald's breakfast, because you were almost never up in time for it. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So, so I could see that being like a special occasion food, having no. a child, getting married, that sort of thing. Sure. Those, those fucking sausage patties are the best. They are. They are. Yeah. A little McGrill, yeah. you know? Yeah, the only thing is, if you eat McDonald's breakfast, you better not be doing shit for the next three days. Yeah. Because you are going to be pretty depressed. That All was right. about to be an ad spot for McDonald's, and then you <laughs> fucked it up. Well, yeah. <laughs> you could have gotten some of that McDonald's money. I'm very loyal to our listeners. All, like, 30 of them. So, <laughs> so, so they need to know. They need to know what happens when you eat McDonald's. Right? So, so now she has a baby. They have a, a daughter, and then um, just over a year later, they have another child. That reminds me of the part of uh, Idiocracy, the beginning, where yeah. it's like, the dumber you are, the more kids you have. Yeah, I mean, Punky never struck me as the most sharp gentleman. No, and and we never really learn anything about Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> so... She, for all I know, she was just full on. Like, <laughs> yeah. Now I'm realizing we literally know nothing about Kelly. Yeah. She's just there to just scowl at him as his job doesn't work and out. And fucks a lot of dudes. And fuck a lot of dudes. Yeah. It, it reminds me of this girl I knew in high school, and myself and my friend, we convinced her that there was a bridge from uh, New York City to Europe. And there's only one gas station, and it's on, like, an oil refinery. So you have to, like, pack all these things of gasoline on your car. So you make it across this bridge. And she was like, wow, that sounds awesome. Let's go over there and get a hotel room. And it was mind-blowing that this lady, like, fucking believed all this shit. Yeah. And we just kept it going, like, for a while. And then she found out, like, two months later that that was not true at all, and we were fucking with her. Nick, I feel like you just told a story about you bullying a disabled woman. No, no, she was just fine. But she was also kind of Kelly in the sense that she was very promiscuous. <laughs> okay. All right. Maybe she was Kelly. I mean, who knows, right? So anyway, um, in October of 1996, that's when Punky and Kelly uh, buy a house uh, in a place called Rose Hill. So, Like how- right outside of uh, Wichita, right? I don't know where Rose Hill is. So. Let's just assume it is. Okay, we'll, yeah. we'll totally assume that, yeah. <laughs> um, how they uh, bought a house on one janitorial paycheck is fucking beyond me. Yeah, uh, uh, because it's outside of Wichita. <laughs> <laughs> but and also, because it's in Kansas. Because they're just giving property away <laughs> there. It's the 90s. The bubble hasn't burst yet. It's not anywhere near a city anyone wants to live in. I can totally see how one janitor could do that. Well, yeah, and, and also, like, Kelly, like, refuses to work from what I gather. She's yeah. like, your janitor's salary is fine. I'll stay home, take care of the kids. I'm yeah. like, all right, that sounds fucking insane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Apparently in Wichita, Kansas in the 90s, it was still the 1950s yeah. where you could have a housewife. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Kelly be like, I would work, but then where would I get the time to fuck your friends? <laughs> so I need to stay here. I need to take care of the kids. You know, when I'm not having sex with your best friend and other random Male gentlemen that I meet. <laughs> gentlemen callers? Gen- gentlemen yeah, gentlemen callers. callers. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, uh, uh, and, you know, apparently Kelly's always in the house. And, and she gets mad bored, too. When she gets what? Uh, like, super bored, like, just hanging around the house the whole time. Well, yeah. Yeah, who wouldn't? Right. And, um, Punky is still going to the racetrack. Yeah, he starts going there more and more, like, because racing is, like, his fucking thing. Yeah. That's his jam. Yeah. Yeah, and frankly, it sounds very fun. 
Oh, right. it does. It, it does. It's super fun. Like, yeah. It's like a shithole middle of nowhere racetrack. Yeah. Like, I bet you people die there all the all time. All the time. All the time. <laughs> you know, you watch NASCAR and like maybe once, twice a year, someone's going to die in a crash. Like you go to the Wichita local, like <laughs> I bet you cars just blow up. Yeah. You know, I bet you someone's car just fucking straight blew up yeah. one time yeah, yeah. and you got to watch someone's body burn. And yeah. like, that sounds like a lovely way to spend a Wichita afternoon, honestly. Yeah. Hands down. yeah. They don't even like die in the regular way race cars drive die like someone who's trying to like light a cigarette and he didn't know he couldn't do that with like in a, in a car with all this combustible shit. Yeah, you know? Dude. So uh at the speedway, uh Punky meets two new friends. One of them is a local mechanic named Jerry Trussell. Jerry Jerry and his girlfriend Tammy. Now, Jerry's uh, uh, 10 years older than um, Punky. It's a friend relationship, but it's also kind of like a mentor, mentee type of thing going on. Yeah, he very much looks up to uh, Jerry, you know, as kind of, I guess, a big brother, I'm just assuming. Yeah, I was going to say, it's got to be more of a big brother, because like in a mentor-mentee situation, that implies that there's some sort of valuable information being passed from one to the other. (laughs) And I don't get the impression that Jerry knew much of anything except like how to chop up cars and sell the parts. Oh, but that's the valuable part of the information. I yeah, suppose. you're in Wichita. Yeah. What else are you going to do, man? Yeah. But does uh, Punky never gets into that, though, does he? Oh, yeah. No. Well, well, he he becomes a cruise car driver. Right. Yeah, with Jared. Which no. is, if, if anything, I'd say that's the opposite of chopping up a car and selling the parts. That's true, yes. You're keeping the parts together and, yeah. and using them. <laughs> I, I feel like, you know, like, Punky did get down with the chop shop type stuff, though. Mm. And this is just me speculating, but like, yeah. if they're like such close friends, and also, can we talk? What what's it called? The uh, cruiser, cruiser car, cruiser car. Okay, so because apparently you need two people. Yeah, it's this type of racing I didn't even know existed, where like one person steers and then the other person does like the gas and the shifting. Yeah, it's a lot like when your dad is teaching you to drive and you're like sitting on his lap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In fact, that's how they drive the yeah, car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, some call it uh, the gayest form of racing. I think that's you know that's a pretty yeah. unfair assessment. It's, yeah, it, it, they actually weren't a great team since uh, you know a two hundred and fifty pound man was sitting on uh, Jerry's lap, who's like, apparently, <laughs> apparently like five six and ninety pounds, but he was also strong and fucking crazy. Oh, he was Alabama strong. Alabama strong. Yeah, Alabama strong. I like that. Like so. We know what happens, you know? Like, everybody who was involved in the production of this short documentary we watched knows how the story ends. Mm -hmm. They know what everybody did. (laughs) And they still talk. He calls Jerry Alabama Strong as the, like... (laughs) Like, that sounds like it's Alabama's slogan. <laughs> you know, like, it seems like like Alabama police cars would say, Alabama strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. And this guy is like, well, that Jerry, I'll tell you what. <laughs> Alabama strong. Yeah, yeah. We like him when they shoot Latinos. <laughs> just, just as long as they're different from us, we're good. Like, West Virginia, the slogan is almost heaven. And in Kansas, is like... We will hurt the women we live with. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we're Alabama strong. Yeah. yeah. Virginia is for lovers. Alabama is for shooting minorities. <laughs> okay, so... um, <laughs> Basically, now we got these two couples, and they're, like, kind of becoming friends. We got... Uh, Punky and Kelly, and we got Jerry and Tammy. And Kelly starts becoming friends with Tammy... You know, like, uh, we've all, you know, had couple friend things going on, so you know how that goes, except this one was weird and awful and fucked up. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's like a white trash version of, like, your your the, friends who you go to brunch with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, instead of going to brunch, they get, like, drunk and, like, neglect their kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, we go out and we have mimosas and lie about articles in the New Yorker that we haven't read. <laughs> you know, they go out and they complain about their husbands and probably also talk about, like, the most recent monster truck rally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Punky and Kelly, while all this happening they start like fighting and they they fight a lot one day punky grabbed kelly by the hair because she hit him in the nuts Mm. so 
it's a it's a little give, bit of a give and take there. This is, uh, mind you, this is only according to the uh, sister the, of Punky. Well, I was gonna say the reenactment in this <laughs> short documentary we watched. Yeah, I don't know that that's actually what happened. I don't know if anyone could really confirm that because Punky's dead. <laughs> and uh, uh, spoiler and, and, alert. <laughs> well, that is what that is what a uh, Punky's sister said. Like she was narrating that part, but I mean, she couldn't. She wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. And again, Punky is dead. Punky's dead. <laughs> and the um, truth lies with him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where his body is, sure, that's a mystery. But I think like what we really should be focusing on is did Kelly really hit Punky in the nuts? <laughs> It's, it's like the Jimmy Hoffa case. We're just never going to find out. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah. valid. Yeah, it, the secret is buried somewhere, probably in the Meadowlands. Apparently, like, Kelly was hitting on Punky's friends, especially Gilbert. So Gilbert and Kelly, they were still happening. Apparently, like, uh, that letter of the dear Kelly thing that he wrote in Big Margaret that really had an impact on, on Kelly. She was like, what, what was he going to say next? I got to find out. So they were still having a, a thing going on. It, it was a real will there or won't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, it was a real will Gilbert or won't Gilbert finish <laughs> writing this letter? <laughs> <laughs> I need to know. And uh, uh, finally, Punky starts getting suspicious. Like mm. a little bit late to the game, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> it was like it had to be something like uh, him, like walking in and then like fucking like right there in front of him for him to be like, wait a second. Are you guys... You're having sex with that dude, you know? <laughs> Why are you having sex with that dude? And she's like, oh, it was a mistake. Like, <laughs> she's like, oh, I fell. Yeah. 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 We were both getting like uh, massages and forgot our clothes and we went back home and I, just, I, I tripped and fell on his erect penis. Yeah, that's, uh, was it that uh, Eminem song, Guilty Conscience? Yeah. There was also a... a Stay another... cool, man. There must be some explanation for this. What? Oh, she you tripped, just... fell, landed on his dick? <laughs> Young Eminem, where like everything sounds like you're dropping like a super ball down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> That's what every single every single verse is from that ear. It just sounds like bang, 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 bang. bang. <laughs> I I love that video. It's a great so video. You know, in in every case we do is that fucking scenario. <laughs> it's like we, it's like we're re- reliving a loop of like a Eminem song. Just over and over and over just again. every single time they like right at the end when when we're about to find out what the actual murder is because mind you we watched this and we had to be i don't know a half hour into it before the murder happens yeah like there's so much needless backstory we didn't need to know about gilbert at all no we didn't gilbert factors in in no way to the end result yeah. well, of this. well he factors in in one way and it's that he introduced uh punky to kelly but you know what that could have very easily just been... They met through a mutual friend. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Yeah. But, you know, I know they probably got the reenactment actor that played Gilbert, and they were like, man, this guy's good. <laughs> and we need somebody to make up for the fact that Punky sucks. Oh, my God. Punky is... Like, his acting is amazingly horrible. This is, this, is, this, is, uh, this is Punky when he finds out that uh, Kelly got pregnant the first time, and, and he just goes... I can't believe myself. She just told me the news. Kelly just told me that we're gonna have a baby. (laughs) He's like looking. He's he's on the phone. He's like kind of looking into the camera and like looking away at the same time. (laughs) He's a little coy. He's like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. it's amazing. I can't it's believe amazing. it. Yeah. Let's get McDonald's. Yeah. It was like he was like the grip on the set and like the actor who played Punky didn't come in. And he was like, you're a big Latino dude. Get the fuck over here. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Say was, these words. I think he was, a late, he was a late addition where like maybe they thought they could cast somebody better who yeah. actually like had that hair. And then, like, it came too close to shoot day, and they're like, we need somebody. Just grab whoever and put this stupid wig on them. Well, you know, like, uh, Fatal Vows, most true crime shows, I'm realizing, are all Canadian productions. It might be hard to find someone to cast to look like Punky in Canada. 
Mm, no, just, no, 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 Nick. No, no. 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 Was this, that a broad generalization? It was. <laughs> Nick, uh, Canada has plenty. It, that's not a. That's not a thing. <laughs> I, was, I was just like giving the producers the benefit of the doubt. No, I get it. I understand. <laughs> but like, maybe, maybe the producers. Are like us, where they're like, "This is fucking hilarious." Yeah, I bet they are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, no, a friend of mine that I work with, like, she used to work on this true crime show. Yeah. And she was like, "The reenactments are insane." Yeah. And yeah. I was like, "Yeah, I would love to be on set for one of those." Yeah. 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 <laughs> so Punky and Kelly are having this whole big fight. It's not going well. Uh, Kelly keeps on leaving. And then coming back, and, and Punky uh, is, like, having a really tough time. He, like, threatens to kill himself, all sorts of stuff. Punky finds out about Gilbert. He confronts Gilbert. Uh, Gilbert confessed to sleeping with Kelly. So that's no good. Don't they get in a fight? Sort of. Like, in like the, uh, some fisticuffs. Well, not in the reenactment. Well, somebody like the dad was like, oh, you know, we heard they got in a toss-up or yeah. a scuffle. Who knows? Or think, whatever they call it in Kansas. I think, I think everybody in this episode fought everybody else at one point. <laughs> yeah. Um, so finally, uh, Punky comes home and Kelly's fucking gone. Gone, gone, she gone. left, took the kids, right? Punky doesn't know what to do. Punky files... For divorce, on his dad's advice, yeah. his and and his dad is is right about this. Is mm. if you like, if you are trying to find somebody, like filing for divorce, serving them papers, something like that, is is a way to reliably draw them out. Yeah, because yeah. you can't you can't run from that, or else yeah. you'll get like a warrant and yeah, you know, and, and then she'll lose the kids. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he files for divorce, and that brings her out of yeah. hiding. Yep. Yeah, she was hiding in Arkansas. Yeah, so so basically the lawyer served Kelly papers in Arkansas where uh I don't know, you know, maybe maybe she was uh hanging out with some some people you knew, Nick. And then yeah. uh <laughs> spoiler alert, uh, I went to high school in Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> uh 3 months later, Kelly moves back in with Punky. Basically, because Kelly didn't want Punky to take the kids away because... Yeah. Uh, well, the infidelity is usually, like, in a divorce proceeding, like, infidelity is usually a good indicator that, like, that person's gonna lose. Yeah, he got temporary custody of the children. Yeah. He filed for divorce and got temporary custody of the children. So Kelly came back to... So yeah, because she, she didn't comes back lose and she's kids. like, hey, you know that... Uh, I, I was just kidding about that whole running away with the kids thing. Actually, yeah. I love you. <laughs> this is a good relationship yeah. we're in. I'm going to stay. Yeah. Yeah, when she moves back in, no bueno. No bueno. No bueno. Well, well, Definitely well no also, bueno. Th this is where I would like to talk about Nick's brain trust here. Oh my god, my fucking brain trust. Dr. Uh, Brian and Stacy. Stacy, yeah. Stacy Kaiser. Um, and Stacy says... <laughs> Kaiser? Oh, Kaiser, yeah. yeah. Yeah, my fucking brain trust, dog. And, uh, yeah, so, like, please, 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 please watch Fatal <laughs> Vows. Just one... This is one of those scenarios where I ask myself, what is Punky thinking? Their relationship is in crisis. Let's bring another guy into the household who she can possibly have an affair with. There's all kinds of chaos in this household, and that usually does not bode well. And particularly the infidelity that appears to be occurring, and it appears to be a common thread going back to the beginning of Kelly and Punky's relationship. It seems like Jerry and Tammy are a very bad influence on Punky and Kelly's relationship. It was already fragile, and things seem to be getting worse. This is a recipe for disaster. Just the simple fact that you have a married woman who's pregnant and Kelly's not sure whether the father is her husband or some other guy kind of tells you everything you need to know about Punky and Kelly's relationship at this point. Please, 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 please watch Fatal <laughs> Vows. Just one episode these two fucking people are on it on every episode and they They're are like forensic psychologists no, no, no. Psych one's a psychiatrist yeah and then uh stacy is like a therapist or yeah something? and they're on the show <laughs> and they say the most obvious shit like they'll be on a case where like 
like some dude is beating the crap out of his girlfriend and Stacy will be like, so when you're getting hit all the time in a relationship, that makes me wonder why you wouldn't like, you know, like leave him because he's putting like damage on your face and vital organs. And he's also doing, uh, he's also like kicking your children. So it would make me wonder why you wouldn't probably take the kids and the, the and other people and just, just leave, go somewhere else. Because he's going to, you know, take something long and sharp and stick it inside you and probably stick it in a place of a thing in your body that you need to work to function properly. Yeah, and then Dr. Bride chimes in and he's like, it's very hard to be in a relationship when it's clear that people don't want to be together. Yeah. <laughs> now, mind you, that dude looks like Paul Rudd's cousin, James Rudd. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. He's got, like, a total California face. What? You know that? You know what oh, I'm no, talking I about? The, exactly the face where, like, your tongue about. seems like it's slightly too high up in your mouth. <laughs> and, like, everything is just kind of like, yeah, so, like, I don't know why people would be, like, together yeah. if they don't want to be together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and it, it, it's like, and the thing is, it's like, when you have, like, a foreign object, uh, like, kind of, like, penetrating your body, because uh, someone you love turned out to be a psychopath, it's hard to function because you're losing blood. <laughs> and, and your heart's not beating properly because... Because there's a thing in it, and uh, yeah, you know, it's just, it's a really tough way to keep a marriage going. But, it, you know, it's funny, what, what if he was like, you know, he was just like a jealous, like, family member, and, and, and like, it's Thanksgiving, and he's like, well, did you see me on Fatal Vows? <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh, like, you know, like, maybe you're in the nude Judd Apatow movie, but did you see that I had this thing now? Well, look at you making Canadian television. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Paul Rudd's like, Dr. Bride, shut the fuck up. I know you're my brother, I love you, but just be quiet. Yeah. (laughs) It's, It's like, on the one hand, like, it's fun to make fun of these people, but on the but they also say some infuriating shit. Like, <laughs> Stacy Kayser said Kelly tried to leave the relationship, and it's almost as Punky forced her back in, and now they're living together under duress. Yes. So this is what I was talking about earlier, where I was saying that it felt like they were trying to set it up so that we were going to think that Punky was going to kill Kelly mm-hmm. because sure. she's saying like he forced her back. She's living under duress, and you're like, either... Because there's only two things that that's doing. One is setting up the conditions under which Punky murders her, and, like, trying to establish a pattern of abuse so that later you're like, that's the kind of duty is. Or... They're trying to completely justify Kelly killing <laughs> Punky, yeah. which I, I just, I don't know why. Well, you know, the thing about when Kelly was like, Punky forced her back. No, he didn't. He fucking divorced her. She could have just like accepted the divorce, right? You know, it, it maybe it was sort of a strategy, but he gave her a way out and she fucking didn't take it. Fuck Stacy Kayser. That being said, he would have gotten the kids because he had proof of infidelity from yeah. my man Gilbert. <laughs> <laughs> he would have shown them that letter and everyone would have been like, yeah, yeah. why is he writing yeah. Dear Kelly? Uh, yeah. Exhibit A, Dear Kelly. <laughs> Exhibit B, a vial of Gilbert's cum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Revenge porn. Yeah. So Kelly comes back with the kids, but it's it's not good. You know, Punky keeps on hanging out with Jerry Trussell and Tammy again. And apparently um, Jerry was very abusive. He was also running a chops, chops, chop, chop shop. shop. Chop, chop shop. Chop, chop shop. Which is like what? It's a, it's a shop that you basically cut up cars and sell them? It's, yeah. It's yeah, you, you park cars. You steal up. a car. Yeah. Like, if you steal a car, you bring it to a chop shop so that that guy can cut it up and sell the parts. Oh, okay. And, like, yeah. you get a cut of it. He yeah. takes a cut. Yeah, because they can't prove that yeah. these said parts are stolen. Yeah. 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 So, all, all I know is it's, a, it's a, like every Fast and Furious movie. But Yes. Yeah. And uh, Fast Five. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Jerry and Tammy, at one point, were evicted from their home in June of 1997 in Wichita. 
And, uh, oh, Punky. Punky was like, hey, you know what? Live with us. There's no way this can't go wrong. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So now what we have here is we have Punky and Kelly and Jerry and Tammy. And and their landlord, Mr. Roper, keeps coming in. And then Punky's just like, I'm gay. And Mr. Roper's like, okay, then. (laughs) And they're all living in the same house. It's like two roosters in a hen house. Yeah, well, that's what he yeah. said. Yeah. Oh, you can't yeah. have can't have two roosters in a hen house. It just can't be done. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to get, like, double baby eggs, yeah, and yeah. that's no good. <laughs> that's where you get those two yolk eggs from. Oh, those are badass, though. They're pretty rad. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a special surprise. You're well, like, although oh. there is something terrifying about the fact that you can buy a dozen of those. <laughs> that is terrifying. There's I did something not know that, that can be done to make... Double yolk eggs. Oh my god! Yeah, you know that is terrifying, but I want, I want that yeah. in my life right now. Yeah, and I bet you eat veal as well. You don't give a shit about these animals, do yeah, you? Yeah, veal Nick? rules. It's yeah, yeah, it's fucking delicious. <laughs> what are you talking but, about? No, 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 I eat veal too. I was just yeah, making dude, fun veal of veal parmesan. But um, oh. what I was about to say is uh, it's like it's one of those sayings. It's it's like divorce is murder. No, it's not. It's how you survive. You know, the two hens in, in the hen house. And two, two roosters, roosters in the hen house. house. Yeah. yeah, well, clearly this guy doesn't know how things work in uh, Bushwick, Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, you want you want two hens in a hen yeah. house. <laughs> or, yeah, but we could, we could deal with two roosters in a hen house, too, because we're, uh, you know, progressive men who, like... Yeah, and yeah. also our generation is economically fucked, and so we need to put as many roosters in the hen house as we possibly can, or else none of us can survive in this city. True <laughs> enough, yes. Hashtag truth. But, you know, if you think about it, like, there's so many sayings that we come across where we just take them for granted and then you go, wait a second, that doesn't make any sense. Like, like here's a good one. It's better to have lo- loved and lost than never to have loved at all. Fuck that. You know, whoever said that probably only dated douchebags because that's not <laughs> true at all. It was a Shakespeare? I think it was Shakespeare, yeah. Okay, well then fuck Shakespeare. Yeah, because, well, by the way, fuck Shakespeare. Yeah, because... because yeah, fuck that group yeah, of people. Yeah. The reason why murder-suicides happen is because some people fell in love. It would have been better if they just never happened in, in the first place. It's true. Yeah, so uh, that's how I feel about that saying. I uh, heard another saying. It said... Um, you can sail without wind, you can row without oars, but I can't part my friends without shedding tears. And, and, and that's not fucking true at all. You can't sail without wind and you can't row without oars. What the hell was this guy talking about? <laughs> agree, Yo, agree or disagree? Um, I'm going to say a hard neutral. But how can you sail <laughs> without wind, Nick? Explain it to me. Uh, tide. Or, or, tide. Tide? That doesn't make any sense. You know, like the tide will bring you someplace. Yeah, but that, you're not sailing. You're just moving along with the tide. All right, all right. That's fair. Okay, so, <laughs> so, so settled then? You can't sail without wind and you can't row without oars. You explain to me how you row without oars. Try uh, it. With, with you. your hands. Hands, yeah. Or a piece hands. of wood or yeah. uh, a giant leaf. I've been playing oh, uh, yeah. Breath of the Wild, and you can use a giant leaf like that. Okay, so maybe there's some middle ground there. You you can't sail without wind, but you could row possibly without oars. Yeah, you yeah. can sail without wind too. How? In in Breath of the Wild, if you use your your magnetic <laughs> ability, you can pick up a piece of metal with your magnet thing, and then push it against the the mast of the boat. Are you talking and about it some will anime shit? it forward. That's no, a video game, Breath of the Wild, <laughs> Zelda. Uh, although in anime, <laughs> <laughs> yo, but what's going on with Punky and Kelly? Right. So, <laughs> right. Okay. So basically, what we're having right now is is we're having Punky and Kelly and Jerry and Tammy and their their kids in the same house. And you know, um, Jerry's kind of like getting is getting vibes from Kelly. He thinks and all types of stuff like that. And, um, you know, and, and at one point, Jerry, like, thinks that Kelly loves him. On July 29th, 1997, Jerry and Punky are racing together, and Punky gets in a fight with Jerry. And yeah, because the car spins out, right? Because the car spins out. And, like, I guess um, Jerry was like, you weren't, like, you know, running the gas, like, the way I wanted. And, um, 
and they get into a big fight. And like the next day, Punky disappears. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's prov- interesting. Provocative. Yeah, it's provocative. <laughs> so, uh, Kelly's story, which he tells to his sister, is that. Uh, uh, to Punky's sister. Yeah, Punky's sister, is that um, she was in the shower and Punky st- stuck his head in and was like, I'm going to get some cigarettes. The, uh, a car pulled up, he jumped in, and he never came back. Which, by the way, I want to touch on that a bit. Like, you know, I've been in a lot of relationships, but often I, I will respect my partner's privacy enough to not, like, peek my head into the shower and be like, hey, I'm getting cigarettes. You know, I could just <laughs> knock on the door and yell. Yeah. I, I also like that it seems as though she's just seen, like, a couple of Lifetime original movies where, like, a dad leaves. <laughs> and she's like, oh, people will believe that. Yeah, he went out for smokes and he never came back. Yeah, well, that's, that's like, why, why when everyone's leaving, it's like, where are these cigarettes that the people are buying? Are they, like, on, in Narnia and that's why they, <laughs> they leave and they never show up again? To her, credit, <laughs> to her credit, it worked, too. Like, the police did not <laughs> him. The police, like, barely looked for him. Yeah, yeah they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. he went out yeah. for smokes, never came back, abandoned no, his kids. The, yeah. the, yeah, Wichita his ca- kids. the Wichita cops are like, those cigarettes are a bitch to find. <laughs> it probably was some racist shit, honestly. Mm. Because he's a he's a Latino guy, she's a white woman. He, they probably, like, she probably just said some shit, like, he's abandoned his kids. And they're like, that's what they do. <laughs> oh, no. But yeah. you're right. But totally, yeah. It's the Wichita <laughs> police. Yeah. yeah. What's really weird about this, not only that Punky was a dedicated dad on all accounts, but he also had a job with Cessna that he was just starting. So things were kind of looking up. He had a well-paying job. There was no reason for him just to split and not go to that job. And also, there was a baby on the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kelly got pregnant again. So uh, there's all types of reasons why that didn't make any fucking sense, including the fact that there was already cigarettes at the house. Oh, yeah, and he would not go anywhere without a cigarette. Yeah, yeah, as his mother says. But additionally, the the craziest thing about it is that four days after he disappears, somebody calls the police and says, I know what happened to the guy. He was murdered. Yeah. And then the police never follow up on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah, well, I'm going to get to that in a second. So basically, um, Kelly files a missing person report uh, where she tells the same story. Uh, the cops don't seem worried. Kelly apparently uh, is the whole time she's supposed to be like worried about her husband. Punky's sister comes over and she's like partying and laughing. And uh, Jerry and Tammy always tell a different story. They tell about they and they blame it on you know Mexican people. They basically say that a Mexican with a spider tattoo came and Punky got in the car and then they left. They also said that there's a stripper named Baby Doll that. Uh, Punky and Baby Doll were having a thing, and that's what could have happened. So, just a lot of bizarre deadbeat dad stories going on. Sure, and like you know, I want to meet like Baby Doll and see what her side of the story <laughs> yeah, yeah. <right. laughs> like you said, like the police don't give a shit. The cases the getting passed along to several different detectives, and in six months, it grows completely cold. And uh, at one point, <clears throat> Kelly just splits town so we're talking about like half a year a year later punky's dad frank is like keeping tabs on what's going on well yeah and he's on the fucking case he's on the case and he's like he's bothering the police not bothering but like keeping tabs with the police and then finally goes to the house and kelly split kelly sold the house didn't tell anybody and uh basically leaves punky's belongings in like beer bottles and a bunch of other crap Punky's parents finally tracked down uh, Jerry and Tammy. And Tammy says that Kelly gave birth five months later after Punky disappeared. And then Kelly moves, moved to a new state and settled down with a new man. But Tammy won't tell them who this new man was. Then, this is when things get kind of like all mementos slash, you know, usual suspects e. On Valentine's Day 2001, four years later after Punky disappears, Punky's mom was reading the love lines, which is like a classified thing. 
was just something that she always reads and apparently she's for whatever reason yeah (laughs) just yeah she just wants to see like you know what the young people in love are writing to each other nowadays which is fair yeah sure why not and um (laughs) and she reads a message from punky apparently and it basically says mom dad lisa and kelly i love you i'm gonna be back for the girls something like that love punky yeah, it basically says, uh, Dear everybody back home, don't look for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Punky's parents are no dummies, right? Especially Frank. Oh, Frank is my fucking man. Yeah. And and there's something to be said for the fact that this is what gets the police to start looking again. Yeah. <laughs> is like cause like I said before, that like this this white woman says like oh yeah my my latino husband abandoned his kids and they're like that's believable and then somebody like comes in and they're like oh he wrote us a message saying like he loves us and he's gonna come back for us soon and they're like that's not believable <laughs> <laughs> like this is all the most like racist ass wichita bullshit <laughs> yeah. yeah punky's parents go to the police and now finally they get like kind of suspicious and so this one detective her name's uh Ran- Randy Randy Kaufman, Kaufman but it, yeah. but it's a uh, it's a it's a lady it's a, uh, a lady, lady detective yeah a, a lady, lady detective, detective. <laughs> yeah what what no yeah so you know how everybody always says that Andy Kaufman faked his own death <laughs> uh, this is what he's doing now <laughs> <laughs> just R- added R to the beginning of his name yeah, and now he's a he's suspected thing yeah. yeah and he's a detective in Wichita Kansas yep. S- solving murders in, in Wichita longest bit ever. Uh, Randy gets onto the case and and apparently she's the only one who actually gives a shit about this case and is the only one who does absolutely any police work and she comes across (laughs) a a telephone call that was made after like a day well it was like four or five days four or five days after the disappearance and the telephone call is basically this recording of this guy who basically says, I know what happened. I need to talk to a detective. And the 911 dispatcher was like, there's no detectives here, so can you just leave your name and your number and we'll get back to you if we feel like it. And he, he refused to leave his name, he refused to leave his number, which is understandable because if you're, you, you don't wanna be like, you know, witnesses in a murder. like. That could be scary because you don't know who murdered that person. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to be, like, targeted. So he sure. was like, I'm not leaving my name. I'm not leaving my number. If no one's going to take down my fucking information, I'll just call you back Monday. And he never did. <laughs> and the police never looked into it at all. They were like, oh, let's not worry about that. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure he'll call back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, there was a couple things that this guy did that was interesting when he called. Uh, he had a funny pronunciation pronounce, Pronunci- pr- pronunciation 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 he said things kind of weird so <laughs> one of the things he said weird was weapons he said weapons whippins 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 he said these people had a lot of whippins and then he also kept on saying these people because again this is wichita kansas wichita kansas <laughs> yeah and uh detective kaufman it's like, all right, well, I'm going to find this person. But, you know, he, all, the only thing that she has to go by is these weird kind of, um, uh, what do you call it? Pr- pronunciation fingerprints. Sure. Uh, or colloquialisms. Tips. Colloquialism. I yeah. don't know. It, uh, it Maybe a colloquialism saying weapons like weapons. <laughs> I don't know. Probably not, but... <laughs> For this dude. Yeah, for yeah. this dude. But if, if it's one person, can that be a colloquialism? Probably not. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway. Detective Kaufman um, is on the case. And she's going around. And she's like, she's basically playing these... Uh, the the audio she's recording. And by the way... For everybody yeah, saying, going, like, does this, this sound you? like anyone you know? Or is it you? Yeah. And, and by the way, that recording... Very hard to discern what is being said in general anyway. Yeah. She finally gets this lady, and while the lady is listening to it, her husband comes. And at first her husband denies knowing it, but the husband kept on saying things like these people. And then finally he cops to it. And in the fatal vows, 
it's it's like he comes up and he's like, that's not me. And then she's like, are you sure? And he's like, all right, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's all it took. Um, all right. So with that, basically what he says is he was neighbors with Jerry Trussell. And Jerry Trussell came over one day and was like, hey, what's up, neighbor? Um, I need to borrow a gun. And he was like, I can't help you. And he was like, oh, that's a bummer. Don't tell anyone I said anything to you. <laughs> <laughs> but it turned out that the day Jerry Trussell asked for a gun was the day before uh, Punky. Punky went missing. Mm, suspicious. Yeah, so... And Tammy, they, they, yeah, I know, it's, I got a lot. But Tammy, <laughs> Tammy ended up uh, uh, having a, um, a warrant out for her arrest. And it, the warrant wasn't for much of anything. It was like a, a, a suspended driving. But yeah. they brought her in, and Tammy basically copped to everything. Yeah, this told is, them where the body was, drew a map. Yeah, <laughs> this, is, this is what I love about this. is like So I, I've been watching uh, Forensic Files recently. The best. It's a great show, mm-hmm. but it like perpetuates this like really weird perception of policing where like like people seem to... like You come out of that show thinking that cops are cool and smart. <laughs> and like I love this because this is literally just like they get this woman in a room and they're just like... Oh hey, we're gonna take your fucking kids away if you don't tell us what you did. Yeah. And she's like, "Okay, here's what I did." Yeah, yeah. There's nothing smart going on here at all. They literally yeah. could have done this on day one. Yeah. Like if the moment he went missing, they got her in a room and were just like, "We're gonna take your kids away if you don't tell us what's up." It's like lie, lie for longer. <laughs> so so they bring her in. She shows uh, like draws a map and shows where. Well, yeah. So uh, Jerry Trussell shoots Punky and disposes of his body. Uh, over at the Walnut River, over 45 miles away from Punky's house, and draws a map. Brings the police there. They don't find the body, but they find the blue tarp that uh, Punky was in. They find five hairs in the tarp, two of them human, three of them animal. That's not important. Yeah, exactly. Another detail that's in no way important. They yeah. like make such a note of, we found five hairs. Yeah. The FBI looked into it. Three of them are animal. Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. okay, great. <laughs> Who yeah. cares? What yeah. a fun red herring those three extra hairs yeah. were. <laughs> yeah. It's like we got we gotta find the fox who might have ate her, his remains. <laughs> anyway, so this is enough probable cause to bring in Kelly and Jerry. Mm-hmm. And this is going back to what you say, saying. They get Kelly in a room, and they all they do is go, "We're gonna take your kids away if you don't tell us what happens." And Kelly s- spills her beans. And um, she basically spills her beans, spills them all. Spills them Why all is it so floor. much funnier when you put a direct object in it? I don't know, but but it's, she was carrying her beans. Was, is so much funnier than she was, spills she, the beans. She was carrying around the whole time, trying not to spill these beans, and then she she fucking spills them all over the police station. So basically, she says, "I wanted to get rid of Punky, so I tell Tammy this." Then Tammy thinks. You know, Jerry's beating the shit out of me. If I get Jerry to kill Punky, then I could get Jerry out of my life. So Which she, is a great plan. Yeah. <laughs> That's a fantastic idea. Yeah. She's so, so on the money, and then she blows it immediately. <laughs> yeah. So she tells Jerry, Kelly wants to get rid of Punky. You should uh, help her out. And Jerry really wants to fuck Kelly. Basically, and this is like the least amount of stuff I've heard somebody agree to to murder someone. Jerry says to Kelly, I will murder Punky if you have sex with me. On Mondays. Yeah. <laughs> On Mondays. So so Kelly Just another case of the Mondays. So 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 Kelly fucks Jerry and there's even a part where they're like they even have a schedule and the reenactment is just Kelly going, Jerry, it's Monday. <laughs> That's it. Roll it, Nick. It's Monday, Jerry. Okay, so in July 29th, 1997, uh, or July 30th, or 29th or 30th, Jerry picks a fight. They, they, <laughs> Jerry says, we're going to do it now. You fucked me enough. Uh, I decide that I got to keep my end up of the bargain. Where, you know what? Good for Jerry, right? Holding up his end. So uh, Jerry picks a fight with Punky, and as they were fighting, basically there was a part where 
Tammy comes out with a gun. So Tammy's now holding a gun. A rifle. Yeah. A rifle. Can we uh, just touch on this for just a, a split oh, yeah, yeah, second? Yeah. Is that Jerry's plan sucks ass. <laughs> Jerry's plan is just like, okay, when he goes outside, I'm going to fight him, and then he's going to die. <laughs> That's seemingly the whole plan is just fight him. Well, yeah. Jerry doesn't seem like the smartest customer either. Yeah. This is Jerry the night before. He's like... Alright, so I'm going to start a fight with Punky, and then um, I'm going to give the weapon to the second most person that hates me, and ask her to shoot the other guy I'm in a fight with. Why did she agree <laughs> to this plan? Because her plan was to get rid of Jerry by having Jerry commit a murder that she could then turn him in for. If uh, No, I don't think she... She wanted Jerry to run off with Kelly, yeah. I think. Either way, point. she had all sorts of options to get him out of her life if he kills yeah. mm-hmm. but if 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 she kills punky then she has no options except None. prison yeah well i think one of the reasons is because um this is in kansas but um <laughs> but anyway remember uh, uh paul rudd's doppelganger oh yeah on the fucking dr thing. brian couldn't yeah. couldn't believe this point he's like the most surprising thing to me <laughs> Is that Tammy shot Punky? I Instead mean, of Jerry. what the fuck? <laughs> Meanwhile, like, in the reenactment, you're seeing that Punky is pinning Jerry down. Jerry can't do anything, and Jerry mm-hmm. is screaming, shoot him, shoot him, shoot him. <laughs> then you hear the gunshot. So first of all, every neighbor knows what happened. <laughs> Everybody in that neighborhood knows what happened. Yeah. And nobody's talking to the police, which, you know, good on them, security culture. Uh, <laughs> but also... That that this uh, Paul Rudd guy thinks that <laughs> Doctor Brian Doctor Brian thinks that <laughs> she could have claimed self defense if she shot Jerry when everything will show that Jerry is pinned down on the floor by another <laughs> yeah. person and then she shoots him. <laughs> yeah. But 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 I I think she might have a case though with the years of abuse mm-hmm. like that maybe yeah better woman syndrome yeah get your like story that. straight but PTSD. apparently the cops here don't really seem to uh they probably like if that would have happened they probably would have still arrested punky yes yeah. <laughs> I, you know what though and, and i noticed we've been discussing all this but we didn't tell anybody this yet tammy shoots punky oh yeah i we forgot yeah. to mention that part well we were getting there well yeah but we we should have got there first before we like analyze the situation well, that we never a, mentioned. I think it's okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> the point is that uh, Jerry is pinned to the ground. Punky's on top of him. Jerry keeps saying, "Shoot him! Shoot him! Shoot him!" Tammy, with like the longest rifle in America, <laughs> shoots Punky square in the middle of the fucking forehead. Nice shot. Like Annie fucking Oakley just like, <laughs> blows his brains out. And then he's dead, and then they put him in a tarp, and the dad comes over to visit, doesn't notice a shoe sticking out of the yeah, back of the pickup cause, truck. Because his body's in the back of like a pickup truck for like two days. Yeah. The, de- the dad really is like, when you see him on screen, he's, he's the only like really seriously emotional part of the whole thing the, the you... only likable character really yeah. yeah well the mom too though the mom well, and sister yeah, are fine yeah, yeah mom and sister are fine but the dad yeah. you really feel for him yeah um he's a man that doesn't cry and he yeah. cried and then you got brian and stacy being like you know the thing about when you murder someone <laughs> with a rifle is that you know you no longer are like the victim <laughs> because you took part in the murder. <laughs> so when you plan to like get away with it because you plan on making yourself the victim, that's no longer the thing <laughs> when you when you put a bullet in a person. <laughs> I went to school for like nine years, so don't worry about it. <laughs> anyway, um, in 2007, Jerry was convicted of first degree murder, 25 years. Huh. Tammy gets nine years. And, oh man, this makes me so angry. <laughs> Kelly gets fucking less than three years. Because Tammy and Kelly, they got the reduced sentences because... Uh, they spilled the beans. They spilled the beans. They spilled their beans. Yeah. Tammy well, spilled her beans and Kelly spilled her beans. So Kelly, it makes sense that she didn't get a ton of time because she didn't pull the trigger. She didn't. She wasn't involved in the physical altercation. She was just there. Mm-hmm. So all she did, like all you could really prove that she did was talk about how she would like it if he would be murdered. And then help not tell cops about it. 
No, no, no. She, 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 like, there's people that done what Kelly has done in other states and got life. That's, that's fucking... Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's first degree murder saying, right like, there. It's crazy that Jerry got the harshest sentence, because yeah. Well, like, 25 years is not that bad. Also not that bad, yeah. All these people really didn't... Yeah, yeah, it was a little slap on the wrist. You could have gotten the death penalty, but luckily it's Wichita, Kansas, and they killed a Latino. <laughs> so, oh, yeah, it's like it's like Kelly getting less than three years. It's like what is this fucking Canada we're in? Like, just makes me, you know, that's why me and Nick are going to start a fuck Kelly Osborne Facebook page, just so people don't forget. <laughs> okay. Will, will you subscribe? No. Okay. <laughs> No, definitely not. Why not? <laughs> this sounds like a very healthy thing to do. <laughs> are you not? Are you not upset about this? Only three years. She's out now. She's living her life. She's just like Kelly Osborneing another yeah. punky out there. Three years later, she gets on the Osbournes. She puts out "Papa Don't Preach." Papa Don't Preach. And now she's like she was in a rancid video. She had a good little little run at it. Yeah, she's still at it. I'm not happy. I'm not happy about Kelly's yeah. life right now. And if you look at her fucking mugshot, it's all... Sm- I got it, Nick. It's all smiles and, and niceties. Anyway, we need to wrap it up because... Jeremy! I gotta, I gotta get on set. Yeah. Dude, thank you so much. It was awesome having thank you, you on. Thank you guys so much for having me. Uh, do you have any uh, sweet plugs right quick? Check out my, my Twitter, at Jeremy Thunder. Check out my two podcasts, Ballin' Out Super and Pod Minutes to Cast Night. Web series, two minutes to late night, mm-hmm. all really good stuff. You're gonna love all of it, and uh, unless you don't like the things that we like, then uh, you know maybe you won't. I don't okay, know. Uh, that's if fair. you're if you're right wing and hate anime, don't listen to my podcast. <laughs> fair enough, uh, you know, make America great again. Um, <laughs> so, Aaron, you got some plugs? Yeah, well, you know, if if any of you are listening that are in Jersey City, first Wednesday each month, come down to Pet Shop. And you could see me and a bunch of other great uh, comics perform. Jeremy's been on the show. I have. Did you have a fun time? I did. Nice. For Love is Amazing, uh, check out our website, loveisamazing.com. Follow us on Twitter at loveisamazingyo. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Facebook, uh, iTunes Store. Uh, We got mad merch. (laughs) We got stickers. Yeah, we have stickers. Good stickers. Yeah, I mean, they're nice. They're like matte finish. Anyway, um, I think that's about it. Um, oh, yeah, on our website, too, we got, like, uh, all sorts of sketches and stuff that we do. And like our Fuck Kelly Osborne page. <laughs> all right, uh, so thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Love is amazing, but it's also bullshit, and it might also get you murdered. He was Alabama strong.